To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. This is News Talk ZB Canterby Mornings with John McDonald. National Party leader Christopher Luxon has resumed transmission. Morning, Christopher. G'day, John. Good to be with you. We have this news this morning that asbestos fibres are getting into our drinking water, not just here in Canterbury, but right around the country. Research out from the University of Otago. Is that enough for the National Party to review its opposition to the Three Waters reforms? Well, look, I haven't read the report, but obviously it'll be concerning, particularly to people in Christchurch. And I understand from my initial understanding of it is that it's been detected, but it's certainly uh, at this stage not a concern for human health. But obviously we've got to work that through and the council needs to do that. Look, our challenge on the three waters piece is, look, we're not saying that there isn't problems with water across the country, but it's just not the same problem everywhere. And then a one-size-fits-all sort of model isn't the way to deal with it. And so that's really our challenge. We're taking the assets out of control of local people and we're putting them to four big mega entities that'll build a massive bureaucracy. It won't be that responsive. And fundamentally, we think there's just a different and better way to go about it. And the sad thing is the government really has had an idea from day one and it hasn't actually listened to councils who've actually been proposing some pretty reasonable things about how they can better manage the three waters over the next 30 years. Couldn't you say, though, that this research from Otago University does come up with a problem that is everywhere, and therefore your opposition, based on the problems not being universal, is somewhat diminished? Well, well I think what's really good, John, is that we've been very supportive of this new national water regulator called Tomata ROI, and what that does is actually sets and then it enforces the drinking water standards in particular and actually ultimately take on stormwater and wastewater in due course. Uh, and that's something that we actually haven't done very well in New Zealand. The Ministry of Health has been responsible for setting but not always enforcing as strongly as it could have. So we've been very supportive of that. So an issue like this comes up and the National Water Regulator will be responding to it on New Zealand's behalf. But what I'd just say to you is that, you know, the issues of water management, some do it very, very well across the country. Other districts have struggled and not invested appropriately. Uh, and they need to be sort of targeted solutions, really, uh, rather than just this one-size-fits-all model. You will have received a letter, I think you've received a letter, from some health groups around the country. This is in relation to the proposed new Māori Health Authority. And they're asking you and ACT to reconsider your opposition. Do you think you'll be moved by the likes of the Cancer Society, which thinks that it is a positive initiative? Yeah, no, John, and the reason's pretty simple. Is one is this conversation around this word co-governance is you know something that we really need to you know, surface. I think the government is needs to come out, actually make its case about what it means, what it, what it, you know, why it's doing it and exactly what it is or what it isn't. Uh, and we've always done that on constitutional issues in New Zealand. And if you don't, you, you end up doing it by stealth and people don't really know what's going on. And as a consequence, you end up with a lot of division. Our position's pretty simple. We just don't think the co-governance of public services is something that we can support because essentially it creates two systems. <clears throat> and we think we can have a single healthcare system. And yes, we've got a lot more work to do to make sure that we can actually target people on the basis of need. Uh, and that means partnering with you know, community organisations <clears throat> of all sorts. And as a consequence, you know, we think that's a much better way to go. I think the Māori Health Authority will build tremendous amounts of bureaucracy. Uh, by their own admission, they're not going to improve a single Māori health outcome for over five years, including cancer. Uh, and that's why I think, um, from our point of view, we don't support it. Well, no one could improve outcomes within five years. So why not give it a chance? Well, the bottom line is that I think there is a way to do that. I think you know, we've seen a government that's removed all targets from public service targets, 
as a consequence, you know, civil servants don't really you know, come to work knowing exactly what they're trying to work on and do. Uh, and you know, that's a big problem. We've seen a government that's added 14,000 bureaucrats into Wellington, almost $2 billion a year, uh, and we haven't got better health outcomes or education outcomes or, or transport outcomes as a consequence. So I think there is a way we can have a single system, but we can have some innovation within it that actually targets people on the basis of need. A good example, John, would be in, in a parallel sort of sector of education. Uh, you know, we have mainstream education and mainstream schools, but for some children that doesn't work and they end up going into charter schools. Well, it's still within one education system administered by Aero, uh, you know, within one, one system, but they often work much better in a school based on military principles or culture or sport. Sport or whatever it is. So, can I just ask? Ask what? Can I ask, um, Christopher? What, what makes, makes you so confident that you are all over the ineffectiveness of a Maori health authority? Because myself, as a non-Maori person, I've got no idea, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Why aren't you the same? Well, look, what I'm saying is, there's no doubt about it. We have inequities with Maori on health, and the health outcomes are poor as are many of the economic outcomes and, and other social outcomes across New Zealand as well. But I just think the model that we can really you know, make work much better is that we can have a single system that engages community, engages business, if it needs to be, to be able to actually deliver services. A good example for me would be the actual COVID vaccination programme. When we engage with the Chinese community to get through language issues, to get high levels of vaccination, when we engage Fana Aura eventually to get to vulnerable communities in the Māori communities, uh, that all worked really well. It was one healthcare system, but delivered through you know, community, local organisations. We believe in localism and devolution. What we don't believe is an amalgamation and bureaucracy. And those things, um, it just means that you just don't get the outcomes delivered centrally. Um, we don't believe increasing centralisation and control is the way to do it, and we don't believe two systems is the way to do it. All right, well, we've got you. Can we just uh, get your views on the performance of the police minister? I see that senior correspondent with the New Zealand Herald, Audrey Young, has put up three names as possible replacements. She seems to think that the Prime Minister is considering the future of Portal Williams as police minister. What's your reading of it? Look, I mean, they're all considerations for the Prime Minister, and it's not personal from our end. We just want to make sure we deliver outcomes. And the bottom line is gangs are up 40%, serious crimes up 21%, uh, and people feeling less safe. And so, you know, we want a Minister of Police that's on top of the detail and actually making sure we're delivering outcomes. What do you mean you don't want to be personal? Eh? Well, I don't, come on, no, come, no, come no. on, come on. No, look, I don't think it. I don't, don't, <laughs> you're doing a good job that's, of bashing me, John. But, that's what um, it's all about. Come on. Like, no, 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 look, I mean, honestly, look, you know, there's, in politics, it's all a bit you know, rough and tumble, but it's not meant to be personal. It's just about, it's about how well you're on top of your job delivering outcomes for New Zealand people. And the bottom line, any way you look at it, crime in this country is getting worse. Gangs have got out of control. These guys have been soft on crime. And um, that's the point we're trying to make. But the risk of being personal, is Porter Williams doing a good job? I, I don't think she's on top of her portfolio uh, at all. I think she's at theatre, and I think that's been obvious to us. And if you were running the Labour Party, it's probably hard for you to imagine, but if you were running the Labour Party, would you put Megan Woods, Chris Hipkins or Michael Wood in as police minister? <laughs> I'm not going to give you an answer. I'll tell you who will make the better police minister, though. Oh, Mark. yes, here we go. <laughs> Mark Mitchell? Yep, I yeah. think Mark Mitchell would be an outstanding police officer, a police minister. <laughs> and uh, I'd put it to you over time, my job will be to demonstrate to you that we actually have person-on-person you know, better ministers on our side that ultimately looks like an and, Chris, and Christopher, you'll get no argument from, from me. I think Mark Mitchell <laughs> would be great. I think he would be. He's a great. He is very good. Nice yep. to talk to you. Very Thanks good. for your time. Thanks, John. Thanks. Bye for now. Nice it is, uh, Bye -bye. You too. National Party leader Christopher Luxon.